and welcome back to the Dreamcast. I am your host, Denise Walsh. I combine science, scripture, and stories that will inspire you to dive deep, break through your own personal glass ceiling, and design a life of your dreams. Do you feel like you've not been able to make headway in achieving your goals? Or did you start the year pumped, ready to move forward on making things happen and simply lost your way? Things don't need to just get better. They actually can be better. In Design Your Dream Life, I'll show you a proven pathway to take you from where you are now to a life filled with joy, wholeness, success, and fulfillment. I'll give you the keys to not just developing a plan, but taking massive empowered action to make your dreams a reality. Turn roadblocks into stepping stones and leverage the power of gratitude and forgiveness. Let's face it, taking massive empowered action and making your dreams a reality isn't always easy. So I'll be there with you every step of the way. Visit dreamlifetoolkit.com to purchase your copy of Design Your Dream Life, obtain resources and join our free community. Again, that's dreamlifetoolkit.com. Big, big welcome back to the Dreamcast. You guys know that we talk all things life, business, relationships, and health. And today we get to kind of kill two birds with one stone and talk with a new friend who has ventured into creating healthier snacks. And I think, you know what? We all need this because we can either grab a protein shake or water, but there's really nothing else that you can grab quickly and easily that's a healthier option in the snack world. And our next guest is the co-founder and CEO of Purely Plantain Chips. And she was born in Italy, which is super fun, and has a strong passion for travel, different cultures, and food around the world. She created Purely Plantain. So over the last 18 months, our guest has assembled a young yet internationally diverse team that is unfazed in its shared vision to pursue healthier-minded snack enthusiasts to broaden their flavor and ingredient expectations. I am super excited to learn more about plantains and how to build a business in this genre from our guest, Stefania Pellegrino. Hello. Hello, Denise. Thanks for the awesome introduction. That was amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much for being here. First of all, I want to hear a little bit about you and why you decided to build a business around plantains. So um, as you already mentioned a bit about me, I'm Stefania. I was born in Italy in a little town in the south of Italy called Mezzania, where really food was the heart of the home and conversation, to be honest. I've grown up with a lot of good food and family around me. And really, that was the beginning of, of the journey, you know, where adventure and, you know, and passion around food really, really started for me. But I think Italy has always been a bit, uh, you know, a small place. So I wanted to start to explore uh, new countries, new cultures. So from there, really, I've, um, I've started the journey of adventure I've been traveling quite a lot. I've studied languages and international business, and this allowed me to travel in a few different countries, been living in a few countries as well. And I've kind of stopped for the moment in the UK. I don't know what's going to happen next. 
But because of um, I've joined the company here in the UK into the import export, I've already got the opportunity to travel a lot into mainly Latin American countries because we were looking to export fresh produce from uh, countries like uh, Ecuador, Costa Rica, Dominican Republic. So. I was dealing for um, three years with a lot of local producers over there to procure fruit. And during one of these trips with my now business partner, Mark, we tried plantains, which I've heard about plantains before, but, you know, it's really different when you do really have the possibility to try these in a local place after a long day in a banana plantation. We we were offered it just made plantain chips and you know the taste was amazing and I, I was to be honest I was a bit no not for that but you know when you are in this type of countries you always tend to eat similar you know bananas and plantains are really a staple food over there but the way they were made they really got you know impressed in my mind and I thought right this is great tastes great and to be honest it was just a thought that stayed there for, for a while But talking a lot with my business partner, Mark, we thought, why don't we do it? You know, come back into the UK. We couldn't really find anything that tasted in a similar way. There were few plantain chips branded, um, always really trying to target mainly um, Caribbean communities. But plantains is for everyone. You know, that was my thought. I'm Italian. I'm living in, you know, in, in, in the UK and I love it. Why? why this is not accessible to everyone else and in any shop. So I didn't really uh, find an answer to that. And I think that started a bit the entrepreneurial journey of, you know, when we can't find answer, we need to create really a solution. And uh, yeah, we decided to start this journey. It was 2017 uh, when we, well, I came out of the previous business I was involved. So the fresh produce. And I completely dedicated myself to purely since uh, since then. Awesome. Awesome. I love that. You're like, this is delicious and everybody needs to have it. Now, what is the difference between a plantain and a banana? That's a great question. So plantain and banana come from the same family, but with the difference that plantains need to be cooked. So you can't really eat a plantain as a raw fruit as you can normally do with a banana. Nutritional facts are really similar in terms of the you still get you know same contents of potassium, vitamins, minerals, really high in fiber. So you get the same nutritional facts, but really the main difference is on the process. You can't have a plantain unless it's cooked. Now, plantain is really used as um, again as a staple food in many countries, not just in South America. It's quite big, you know, in Africa and the Southeast Asia as well. And it has been for many, many years. It's mainly used in different meals, from breakfast to lunch. And normally, it's used as an alternative to potato. You know, you can have mashed plantain, and you know, just with your main meal. So these cultures have been eating plantains for centuries, really, but it didn't really develop as much as a snack. And I think, you know, it's, there's not ever been, I think, a best time in the food and drink industry to really launch something again that is a bit alternative, different, you know, with the distinctive flavor. And people are more curious now. People want to, you know, know more, want to try different alternatives. That's why... I believe there was a great timing into introducing this product to a wider audience. This is the, the, the initial aim, really. Awesome. Awesome. So still nutritious, still all of the fiber, but it has to be cooked. So you can't really just pick a plantain and eat it. You really do no, need to get it in this way. Yes. No, no. It yeah. 
Well, I am so interested because a lot of times we have an idea and we go, that'd be cool, but that's too hard. I don't know how to do it. How do I create a chip and sell it? You know, like, how do you actually go through the steps to finding a manufacturer who creates delicious chips, bottling them up and shipping them around the world, putting them in packaging? Tell me a bit about how you got the business started and the nuts and bolts on how this works. I think it could stay here forever, but I'll try to be <laughs> short as I can. It's been it's been a bit of a roller coaster, I think, as any entrepreneurial journey. It's um actually if I think, you know, about two years ago, I never thought it would be this hard to, to you know, to start a business, to create a product, launch a product to the market. I think the passion that you have at the beginning is it, it just passion, so you don't know anything else. I personally didn't. I've never run a business before, so for me it was all new. I'm still driven, you know, about passion, but I didn't really have any idea where to start. So I say it's been it's been hard. It's been the initial stage actually the product development was because it, product development is still a strength that I have. I think I'm really strong in that area has been quite an enjoyable phase because it's all about finding out, you know, if it's a product that people might like. So I was doing a lot of focus group with people, with my target audience. I was doing a lot of tasting. I was traveling quite a lot into Ecuador again to find the right producer that would have, you know, the right uh, certification as well to be able to export the products and all of that. So I loved all that phase. I suppose for me, the real challenge started when, okay, I have a product. It looks good because, you know, creating a product that is, um, it looks quite good. You know, people like it. I had a, a bit of a validation from the focus group that I did in the, in the UK where, you know, um, more than a thousand people preferred purely compared to other, any other competitor product in the market and also the brand. Before even launching the brand, we did uh, an online focus group where we actually made people choose how purely had to look like. So that was amazing for me, having the involvement of, of our potential future customer into that process. But again, it started where, you know, I had a product and how do I start up for stores? You know, how, how hard actually it is to get in front of a buyer and it's, it's, it's never easy. And I suppose if it was easy, as everyone say, you know, everyone would do this. But I think you've got to have the right people around you. And this is something that I'll always, uh, you know, give as an advice now to people that are starting. Not that I have 50 years of experience, but certainly I think having the right people around you from the beginning is a key factor because people are there to help you. People are there, are there to really make you think, reflect in the right way. I've been working since the beginning with a coach that um, helped me to understand much more about me, you know, as a person first, because I think if you don't know yourself enough, it's going to be really hard to, to develop a team around you to get the right people that you need in the business, um, your strengths, your weaknesses, but also, again, being ready to face those moments because... There is a lot of moments where you're going to think, I don't want to really do this. You know, I just left a job. I left a lot of security into my life and I don't really know where this is going to get me to. So I think having those people that help you to get back on track and, you know, build that vision. I think vision is an important, essential thing for any business. If you have a clear vision, if you know exactly where you want to get to, I think it just helps you. You know, you wake up every morning thinking, okay, I know what I'm trying to build here. You know, if 
for any reason, things might not go the way I wanted today. But I think having that clear vision was still drives me every day to go to work, you know, to face problems and to and to get new clients. But it's been it's not been easy. It's not been easy. It's, um, you know, getting in front of buyers is is probably still the hardest thing in our industry. I think. And it's yeah. because buyers are not, you know, uh, nice people. It's simply because there's so many products out there. So how do you stand out? What do you right. do? Right. All right. So you have a you have a hot product, and you've been able to test that. And I think so many of our listeners, we've got products that we believe people need. We want them to have. We know they're going to like it if they only knew what we do. You know, we know that our products are going to impact the world in a great way. But getting it in front of the person who's ready to say yes is such an interesting challenge. It is. And, and so you've said a couple of things to help bridge the gap from product creation to getting it into the marketplace. Uh, you've said to have the right people around you. Now, I want to know, how did you know they were the right people? Because you can be working with a team, with a coach, with people. And, I, and for example, I wrote my book and it came out a year after expected because I was working with the wrong person. But you didn't know, I didn't know that until later. So what are some ways that we can take a look at who we're hanging around now, who's pouring into us now, who's guiding us now, and really gauge if they're taking us in the direction we want to go? Yeah, I mean, that's a great question. And as you said, I don't think you necessarily know these straight away. But I think what, and again, I did get, you know, at the beginning, few people around me that were not necessarily right for my business. But I do believe that a key factor for me is, uh, you know, just being authentic. I think where you reach a level of authenticity and, um, you know, transparency between what you're trying to achieve and, you know, who you are. I think that's where you really understand you are creating the right relationship. So how do you know if you have the right coach? Because that, that's a great question. A coach doesn't really necessarily have to tell you what is right or wrong. A coach, you know, um, helps you to really bring the best out of you. And I think I've reached a point where I knew myself so well and I've seen the results. I've seen, right, you know, I feel so good with myself now. I know what I'm trying to look for. And I knew that that person was helping me to bring all of this out and help me to define really what I wanted at the same time purely to be. And as a consequence, you know, whenever I, I get people involved now in my team, before even, you know, talking about skills or tasks or position and roles I want to fill, is about do people, you know, believe in this mission? Are people excited about purely? And and I think that's a key factor. If people are not excited, if people don't look and act in that purely way, I think they're not necessarily the right one. And it's not because they're not they're wrong people, it's just because, you know, their mission in life might be different. So they want to be involved in something that again they are motivated by. So I think um, again, I don't think I'm necessarily mastering to this, but I've developed, you know, over the, the past few years, I think an ability to really uh, see through people a bit more and asking them, you know, what would you want to do? Why you want to come into the office every morning? Why do you want to help me to, you know, to deliver this vision? And um, and, and I think that's where you really understand right, I, I want these people to be involved in this journey because they're going to motivate me as well. And there's so much to learn from them at the same time. So I think that's a key aspect for me. Um, authenticity, everyone is, is a strong value for the business as well. 
I want everyone to really be aligned to, you know, their values. And you do understand that, again, by knowing someone, you know, at a deeper level before starting any type of, you know, working relationship or coaching relationship or anything. Right, right. Be, I love that. A coach's job isn't necessarily to tell you what to do, but it's to get the best out of you. So there's someone you need to feel like you can be honest with. You feel like they're really listening. You feel like they're asking you questions. You feel like it truly is about getting to the best version of you, which then allows you to really get super clear and committed to what it is that you want. So when you're hiring people, you can kind of transfer that and be the same for them. You're now really listening and authentic to them and saying, all right, is this a great fit for you here? Because I want to make sure I have the right people on my bus. And we've got the right people on our team, then things can move smoothly and that's so fun. But if there's resistance or, you know, just ad- adversity somehow, then then it can, then it's, it, of it's course, hard, harder yeah. to do anything. It, it doesn't work. The easy but, things get harder. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So the other thing that you said is, is really ensuring you've got the right people, but you also said vision, 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 vision. Now, when you first started, what was your vision for the company and how did it change? Again, I think my vision has always been there at the bottom of my, um, you know, heart at some points. I think what what has been hard for me is defining that vision. And again, that's where um, you take on board really people that help you define that. You know, I've always been driven by a sense of curiosity. I'm, I'm, I consider myself to be a really curious person. I love traveling. I love exploring. I love new cultures. I've always been driven by these and you know, the, the journey that really brought me to Purely has always been a journey, you know, I've chased my variety my whole life, really, you know, it has been a journey of exploration. So I think this was always there. I knew that. I've always, I think at the beginning, I was a bit, not scared, but um, I, I did not really uh, believe that we important was to align my personal vision to the business vision. And, you know, I wanted to create something that was coming from, a different part of the world that I wanted to share with everyone, you know, here in the UK, but again, in any other countries, why not? But how to, the two things were aligned. So really, if you think, you know, the division was already there. So you get people on board and you talk so much about you, about what you're trying to do with this business. So you really realize that the vision actually is, is quite clear. So what, what is that for purely? It's really to become that food to go company that brings innovation really to the mainstream snacking market now at the moment purely is plantains but it's not going to be just about plantains so the vision for the company is bigger we're gonna definitely add at least other two products into the range coming from um, other countries um, again it's quite an exciting process i'm already reviewing some of the products and really brings alternative choices from around the world because the world is so such a huge place right we don't know so much about how other culture lives how what other culture eats normally on a daily basis so i do believe there's so much out there we could bring into one shelf really so that will really excite me and I think finally I've got into a point where I my vision is you know so clear it's never been I think so clear and that um, helps you to define opportunities as well for the business to take opportunities to say no to others because when you know you're trying to get there everything becomes suddenly really really clear You said something really cool. You said your personal vision is aligned with your business vision. 
And I think that's like a huge kicker because when you know that you know that you know that your business is connected with who you are and what you love, it just kind of overflows out of you. It's in alignment. It's taking you in the same direction. And I thought that it was focused on health and it's not. It's focused on adventure. It's focused on culture. It's bringing the cultures together. And I think uh, I can just hear your passion and excitement when you're like, I want everybody to experience all this amazingness all around the world. And so you're bringing Um, You're bringing the plantains out of the jungle and bringing them to the UK (laughs) and allowing people to really get a taste of what the world is all about. So that's super exciting. You you mentioned a really great point there, Denise, because at the beginning, I think, especially when the vision was not clear, we were coming across as an healthy, just unhealthy product. Now, uh, nothing against healthy brands, you know, healthy products. I'm, I'm, I consider myself quite an healthy person as well. You know, I'm, I pay attention to what I eat, but this is not what is purely. So we, we, you know, in some of the key brand statements as well, we tend to say we don't taste like boring health food because the product happens to be better for you and it's certainly better for you than any bag of potato crisps on the planet, but it's not just about health. You know, snacking, eating in generally is excitement. And I think everyone is looking for that. You know, there's the, this trends driving the snacking market that is not certainly just about health. It's new experience, new sensation, you know, energy. Um, there's a lot of things that define a good product and health is just one of those. So I definitely want to highlight these purely. It's just not about health food. <laughs> yeah, you're bringing people together and allowing and introducing them to other cultures. So a couple of questions for you. What would you say has been something that throughout the last few years as you're you're building this brand that was a hiccup that you didn't expect? Oh, I have many of those. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I say, again, I think something I didn't expect probably is in building this whole business again, how long does it take actually to gain, you know, a presence in uh, in that marketplace? I think that's something they really underestimate a lot at the beginning. Not that I thought it was going to be easy. Don't get me wrong. They, you know, I was going to get there instead of, product but how much that is a combination with your different factors you know of how much you're coming across as a face of the brand what are you saying you know on your marketing plan how is actually that reflecting when people you know touch that bag of snacks so I think I've underestimated how all these different factors were linked together and how long actually does it take you know I'm I remember when I started this, I was looking at amazing brands like, you know, what was being inspired, you know, you could talk about Innocent or something like that. And I thought, you know, if these people did it, you know, certainly, you know, everyone can do it, which is, yeah, it's true. You can't do it, but it does take time. It takes time. So certainly time is something that um, I think um, I've uh, had not really, you know, planned in, 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 in the right way. But again, in two, if I think in 18 months we've done some amazing steps, but I'm never happy. You know, I want to see what's next. I want to, I want to go much quicker and into getting deals, into getting listings. So I think um, my ambition probably was not completely aligned to what the re- reality of the market is. And again, when you don't have experience, you don't know that. Yeah, yeah, I, I hear you. Especially when you've got all that energy and you're just like, let's go. Yeah. Nobody's listening. 
Why are you even so slow? This is the best product, you know, the best plantain chips in the market. What are you waiting for? So for yeah, me, it would have been just a, you know, a straight uh, process. But uh, I suppose people need their time to make their decision. And I think that it's just something that I was not expecting at all at the beginning. Well, what's cool is once you know, then you know, and you can bring on those new those new products much more seamlessly. I think now that I know how to write a book, I now have the team in place and I now know how to do it. And so getting through it the first time is always a little bit trickier. But once you know, you I mean, I just came out with my first e-course and I recorded it three times in different areas and different outfits. But, you know, all these things happen. And now I'm like, now that I know, I can do it again and it'll be much better, <laughs> much more smooth. So another question is, is what is something that went so well that you didn't expect? Again, I think uh, it, it kind of fits here a bit the validation of the product itself. I think uh, everything we've achieved now is we are stocked in some major department stores. We are having a conversation with any supermarkets at the moment in the UK, not just in the UK and abroad. And everything we have achieved, we had not had any major investment in the business. You know, we have not put any major effort around marketing. I had not involved any, you know, kind of big branding agency to make this happen. And I think um, what I was not expecting is um, at the same time, the success that the product would have without necessarily, you know, putting so much resources into it. If I think about it now, um, again, the product I still it's still strange for me when I see people sometimes eating the product, you know, in the street or buying the product in the shop. I think like is that is that really the product that we created? And and I think I wasn't really expecting that. And I think one reason is still taste. You know, the product tastes so good. And when it's about food, at the end of the day, you know, you're probably gonna do the same thing. If if you do like something you will go and buy it again for how pretty and nice you know the packaging can look at the end of the day consumers will buy into taste so I think something that I was definitely not expecting is an overall you know um, acceptance and validation of the product at the same time by final consumers I remember doing my first actually event before even launching the product and we are based in Birmingham and I was in a, in a, just in a park here and it was a foodie festival. We were really tasting the product with, with consumers and we didn't have the final packaging yet. We were just about having the products in there and we thought, okay, we'll just air freight some boxes from Ecuador, you know, to, to do some tasting. We're not going to sell, you know, it's about just tasting the product in three days we sold more than a thousand units and we, we thought, right, this is, there is something here, you know, people love the taste of this. How do we do it? How do we explain it? And that's suppose we had to go through, um, again, explaining what an actual plantain is because at the beginning people thinking about a banana with, uh, you know, with some spice, spice in there or with some garlic, I think it's a bit of a strange idea, right? But, being in front of people and explaining in them what the product is about and, you know, in really encourage them to try. I think that was amazing. You know, I wasn't really expecting that overwhelming, you know, acceptance of the product. I think that was really, really good. I love that. When you get to an expo and you have people in front of you trying it right in front of you, you can get such great feedback. Uh, and you can learn what their play favorite flavors are, what they really love, what they gravitate towards. And it can help with even your next steps on how to speak about it and what to focus on because you're getting that real live feedback. So that's awesome. 
Now, I know that as an entrepreneur, our job is to keep our vision strong, keep our vision clear, um, because there are ups and downs along the way, whether it is, you know, a, a, a no that we get that is discouraging, or maybe just a not now that we get or something happens. So I'd love to hear what you do to keep yourself going. Like who coaches you now? Are you reading books? What are some things you could refer us to do when we're having a down day? Oh, there's a, there's a combination again of factories. Yeah. I've been working with the same coach for the last two years and um, I work with Joe Trodden. Um, he is, um, I interviewed him too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, actually. I did. Um, I really like Joe. Oh yeah. He's my coach. We are really, um, we have a good relationship. You know, we have, I think I've been growing so much thanks to Joe over the last two years. And again, the, the kind of, you know, collaboration is getting stronger and stronger because now I think we are, rather than just looking on myself as an entrepreneur, we do a lot of strategic work as well. But again, uh, just going back to your question, how do you keep going? I think, again, there's a combination of things here. Think Still having the right people around you is a key thing, you know. You will need to know whenever you're having those moments, you've got to be honest, you've got to be open about it, and you're going to need some help to look at things in a really objective way because I think where we are so much into the business, it's hard to understand how things really are. So, you know, sometimes I could be really quick in wanting to make a decision, but having someone like Josie, look, you're not, you know, you're tired, you, um, you know, you're not thinking in the right way, you know, looking at things strategically where they are is, you know, is not as a, such a big problem as maybe you're thinking about, you know, let's, let's reframe thing in the right way. So that's definitely something that keeps me going. And, and again, it makes you feel better, right? Thinking that there are people out there supporting you, you know, same as Joy, I have, you know, my business partner in that, there is a bit more experience in running different businesses and gives me positivity. So I think knowing in the back of your mind that there are people that will always support you, right? If things are going to go right or wrong, they will be there for you. It could be friends, it could be family, it could be partners. It could be really the, the network that you create around you. I think it's key because it keeps you going. You will want to do things not just for yourself, but for those people around you as well. Again, this is one of the things. But again, let's not forget to think about you know our personal life. I think... I'm so much into the business and, you know, if it was for me, I could work easily 15 hours a day and I love it. And it's fact, I probably, by the end of the day, I can't even see, you know, into my screen anymore. I do love what I do. So it's important to keep a balance there. And I've learned that, especially the last few months, because... I need to make sure I'm doing things, you know, that I do enjoy. They are not just business. Business is just part of my life. You know, there's a lot of other things that I do enjoy doing outside of the business. You know, this kind of trying to really um, make sure this sense of like exploration, travel. I like running. I like training. So it's still alive. So I need to make sure there's time for everything really my day. And I think that makes you feel better because at the end of the day, when you go home, you think, right, they have done, you know, I've spent time with the people I want to spend time. I worked enough um, in an effective way on the business. I've trained, I've, I went for that run. I probably had some, you know, amazing conversations. So really your day is, is a mix of everything that you want it to be. So I think that's really what keeps me going. And that's what my really ideal, I'm working still a lot around that. Don't get me wrong. I'm not great. 
still are balancing everything. I think it's hard for any entrepreneurs. Balance is is probably you know um, the right place to be, but it's hard to work towards it. So I'm still working a lot to make sure I balance every aspect of my life. But um, again, it's a learning process, right? So we we gotta make sure we improve in everything we do all the time. Yeah, well, it's so true. We can get. I mean, that's how you know you're in the right business is when you're passionate and it brings up your energy body and you're just like on fire. And even when you have ups and down days, there's more good days than bad days. So it's easy to want to work all the time. But I love that when you have other fun stuff in your calendar too, it kind of gives your mind a break. You can be a bit more creative. You can get in the zone on the run. You feel like you ended the day well because you took care of your relationships and your health and your business and you can feel really good. Yes. Do you have any favorite books? I do have quite a few actually. It's hard for me to just find one, but again, I do read a lot of business books. I mean, again, when I've started this, you know, the Lean Startup, I think is a book that everyone should uh, read whenever you um, you go into business. But um, I do reading, I do like reading quite a lot of non-business books as well. So I've read a book about, uh, called Superhuman, which I really love. It talks about these amazing people in the world that do amazing things and how their really brain and mindset works around, you know, helping them to achieve what they want to achieve. I, I do like the mindset side quite a lot, you know, the brain, how everything works, how we do process it. Well, that's what Joe's all about too. You guys, if you didn't hear the interview with Joe, I'll put that in the show notes below. And we actually interviewed him for um, my community as well. So we've got sharing thoughts around that, yeah. Yeah. All right. So one last question is, what do you do every day that you couldn't live without? Oh, wow. That's a great question. (laughs) I suppose, oh gosh, I don't know, just choosing one thing. I think I like having my time, you know, as soon as I wake up in the morning, I do like either, it does happen either when I do cycle to the office because I do cycle every morning or when I, before I do start every day thinking and reflecting about where I am today, what I'm going to achieve and, you know, just planning my day in the right way. I think just that sets everything right around me. I don't think I could live without that. You just manage again all the different parts of my life. And this is a, a, a moment where I do really spend with myself. Again, I do, I do try to spend enough time with myself every day where I really, really focus on what's important to me. You know, that thinking time could be happening, you know, with the coffee before I even start working on where I'm cycling or if I'm running in the morning. I think that's, I couldn't live without that. Absolutely. Some brain space to really reflect and appreciate and then prepare. Yes. Well, thank you so much for sharing your world adventures with us. You've traveled everywhere, settled in the UK, and have created products to allow everyone else to kind of experience the cultural differences. So you guys, you can actually, if you're in the UK, you can go to welovepurely.com and purchase the plantain chips right now. Otherwise, we'll put all of the links, social media in the show notes below. Any idea when you'll be coming over the pond to the US? 
Well, we are actually having some conversation with some U.S. supermarkets and distributors. So U.S. is a huge market. So we need to make sure, I think, whenever it's the right time, you know, to penetrate, we're still part of a small business. But again, we are ready enough to cover, you know, the demand that is going to be out there in the U.S. But there's a lot of conversation going on. Again, we have some good partners over there. So I will definitely keep you updated the needs. In the meantime, again, as you mentioned, we are selling from our website. But if you are around the U.K., we're going to be live on Ocado really soon, uh, which is the major online supermarket. And you can find also as in all the department stores here in the U.K. from Selfridges to Fordham and Harvey Nichols as well. Awesome. Awesome. Well, congratulations and such success in the in the first few years. And I'm excited to see you in my local supermarket uh, in the years to come. So you guys check out the website, welovepurely.com and show them some love. And if you're in the UK, try some plantain chips for me. And uh, I can't wait to try them myself. So thank you so much. Have an amazing day. Thank you so much, Denise. Thank you. Thanks so much for hanging out with us today. I want to hear your aha moment from today's amazing episode. If you could leave a review at whatever podcast player you choose to listen from, Apple Podcast, CastBox, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you're listening from, leave a review and share with us your favorite part of today's episode. Thanks for hanging out. And remember to dream big.